Welcome to the Shark Pod, the podcast that explores business and lifestyle design in Ireland and beyond. And now, live from Greystone Studios, here are your hosts, Luke Curry and Mark Baker. What is up, Shark Nation? I'm Luke Curry. I'm your host here today on the Shark Pod. We've got Mark Baker out there in Lenny Geary. How's it going, Mark Baker? Great, Luke. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It is almost New Year's Eve here in Greystone Studios. We are going to do a little look back on 2021, see what it was all about, see what we learned, see what uh, little nuggets of uh, information that we can use going forward was uh, extracted from the year. Uh, Mark, you had a good year, right? Yeah, it depends what you define a good year. I think... Yeah, well, doing interesting things. I'm not kind of too stressed out. So all in all, yeah, to be honest, it was a really good year for for the bakers. Could you <laughs> you tell me that again? You uh, broke up there, Mark. So after I asked that question, how was 2021? <laughs> what do you mean I broke up? It was uh, completely frozen. Oh, okay. I said it depends what you define as a good year. Like, but I, I think. What I define as a good a good year is like everybody in the family has had a good year, as in everybody's happy, healthy, you know, uh, doing well. And work-wise, you know, the business done great as well. Um, did lots of interesting things, went on nice holidays. So to be honest, it's been a really, really, really good year. It's interesting, because well, I remember we were sitting here this time last year and uh, we had an episode that, called, uh, that was called uh, 2020, A Great Year. And it was, uh, you know, looking back on what well, a lot of people didn't have a great time in 2020, but um, we kind of f- trying to find the, the silver lining. But this year, I know, you know, it depends on your age. I think the the COVID uh, situation is in if you're very young and affects you because you're not experiencing what you should be experiencing. You're not, get, you know, getting out there, going to music festivals and all that kind of rite of passage stuff. And then mm-hmm. obviously if you're older, it affects you because it's more, you know, uh, dangerous for those people but people who are like in their 30s it's kind of like i go to bed at 10 30 anyway so yeah. i'm not out you know getting crazy so uh for me 2021 was uh pretty normal i i had a baby in in uh in december last year so that made it a great year for me mm. but um when you have got like a a newborn baby you know you're kind of isolated anyway they're isolating for you so yeah it's it's a good time <laughs> you know, timing-wise, if COVID was ever going to happen in in our lifetime, you know, thirties are probably thirties or forties are probably the, the the best, the optimum time. But uh, look, it's hard to it, nobody wants to talk about COVID. Look, we don't, but you can't talk about twenty twenty one without talking about it because it does factor in. But there was loads of like it's different to to twenty twenty in that simply the fact of vaccinations and stuff like that. So everything that we complain about with COVID you have to remind yourself that, you know, people are vaccinated double, triple, you know, quadruple soon. So it, it is different. Yeah. Um, even if you look at 2020 from a business point of view, like pretty bad year, one of the worst years in a long time for, for every company, horrible decisions had to be made and stuff like that. Um, but in contrast, 2021 was complete, complete opposite. All the hard decisions were made. Things are booming again. Yeah. Look, they are, whether people say it or not, I can tell you they are. And, you know, most people I know that are in business for themselves, you know, unless it was hospitality or anything like that, have done really well. Um, so I do feel sorry for, for people in hospitality and stuff like that. Yeah. Personally, if I was in that uh, area of business, I'd be really, I wouldn't be thinking 2022 is going to be super. So yeah. uh, I'm kind of glad I do what I do. This is the thing, like... Um, mm. And it's it's kind of like I I've always thought that about uh, people in in hospitality, man. It is, it's it's say if you've got a restaurant or a bar or something like that. That is one of the hardest businesses to to do really well. I think um, mm. you can set up, I mean, any any type of other business, and and you have a lot more control of the the variables. And maybe the ticket sizes are bigger, uh, overheads are lower. It's just I remember we we talked to. Um, we talked to an entrepreneur on the on the podcast here, uh, Garth Flower, 
and he was saying that um, that's Gareth uh, Flair. No, I didn't say Gareth. It sounded like I did. <laughs> Gareth Flair. Um, and he was the owner of Crust Bakery, and he got out of that and, and into tech because of all of the 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 stuff that had to be kind of in place for that to be successful. It just was wasn't worth it, you know. Yeah, but it, you forget though; it's a passion for people. That yeah. is their lives. They're not. They're never gonna. Some people are just never gonna get out of it. But I wouldn't be recommending anyone I know to be getting into it. Put yeah. it that way, just purely because of of the lack of control that you have over when you can open, when you're gonna be shut, and stuff like that. But um, yeah. So the people out there in um in Shark Nation, you know, they a lot of them are entrepreneurs, aspiring entrepreneurs, salespeople, marketers, that type of thing. And they're they're looking to somebody like you, you know, a successful CEO, uh, success, a successful uh, partner of a uh, a really growing business, and they're thinking, what was your like best decision of two thousand and twenty one? Do you think best decision? Did I write this down? That people behind the curtain. Now we did we did go a few through a few questions. Um, oh, right, I've written down being positive in a negative world. Okay. Yeah, there was a quote that I read. I can't remember who it was, some tech guy, but he said, and I actually have a little book of my little uh, my little journal here that I keep. If I hear an interesting quote or idea, I put it in it. I've nice. written it down here, and it says, pessimists sound smart, optimists make money. Yes, love that one. I think you sent that to me during the, during the year as well. Mm. I couldn't agree more with that. <laughs> like... Yeah, pessimists. I, I've I've bumped into them all over uh, my career, or you know, all over life. And a lot of the time, they want to they want to say that's that's like obviously the only ones who are going to be living in the house that we talk about often here in Greystones down near the seafront. That I'm uh, kind of stalking that guy with the the two new cars and the beautiful house and everything. Yeah, like he didn't get there from being a pessimist. Yeah. He either inherited it, which I don't think he did, just got a, uh, he's got a little bit of a swagger, you know. Yeah. Do you know what I can A chip. Yeah. I can see it a mile off. He's not like the rest of them. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so I think that he didn't take, get that way by, you know, uh, being negative all the time, wanting to be right. Wanting to be right is a terrible thing, I think. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. Dr. Phil says, uh, you know, Dr. Phil of uh, daytime TV says, do you want to be happy or do you want to be right? It's not always the same thing, Mark, you know? Um, so I think that that's being a, an optimist. I think you and I have a, you know, I always think things are going to get better. Yeah. No, I think, look, being an optimist, like there's all these positive quotes and stuff like that and, and people will flick through Instagram and they look at all these. And it's funny, the, the accounts sometimes that these positive uh, uh, kind of positive quotes come from are quite funny like who the people are behind it probably not doing a lot but making these things in canva but you're not gonna you're not gonna build a business and be successful just by being positive like yeah like that's that's fine but what i do know is that you'll never be really successful if you're negative do you know what i mean i'm pessimistic so I'm not saying it's not one or the other. Like it's it, it, just because you're positive doesn't mean you're going to be successful. But def, my opinion, definitely, if you're ne- if you're negative and pessimistic, you you won't you won't be successful. You, you probably I was going to say you won't reach your goals, but you probably won't even set the goals because yeah. you're afraid to because of all the risks and all the the danger. It's such a it's a really funny one, and I think that you know trying to say if people have a business idea or something, then trying to people trying to say oh, that won't work because this or that, like I. I have a, I I have I think I've said this on the podcast before. When you're in college, they tell you like ten out of, or nine out of ten businesses don't last five years, etc. Like, I don't know that many. I know there's a, a survival ship bias here, but I don't know mm. that many people who started a business who knew what they were doing who didn't do well. Mm. Yeah. Ev- eventually, people go bankrupt. That's this. That's table stakes. <laughs> <laughs> that's not doesn't mean that they die and go away. Like. So those yeah. those ones that uh, you know, say if you okay, you started a business and you it wasn't making what you thought it was going to make in in the first five years and you close it down, but you've you may have been taking dividends for four years out of that and the market mm-hmm. moved. Does that make you a failure? I don't know. Uh, yeah, and all the assets that you've built up with yeah. would look the knowledge being your asset of actually doing it and yeah. having lot building it and then losing it all, and also the contacts. You know yourself. You see these people like some people who's like he's gone bust, but like. 
they come back so quickly. Yeah. It's like different rules apply to, to people like that. Yeah. It's so sometimes I think about that and I, I think about, you know, if you, you, you can look at that in a pessimistic way, or you, like you said, you can say, you know, what do they learn? What do they kind of get out of that four years? Mm. You know? Um, but yeah. Well, look, but the, the whole pessimistic thing, usually I wouldn't really care. And you know, who cares about people being pessimistic, but because of COVID it's, it's so tempting for people to come across like they know it all or to put you down or make you feel bad by quoting some numbers. And by the way, if you're the type of person that tweets out COVID numbers, you can you can lose my number right now. Yeah. <laughs> that is yeah. who I just don't understand the mentality behind that. You know what? It, and people can. I, I, I think it's a I was talking about this earlier. Uh, I just think it's like we we talked about this before on the podcast. I think it's just a, a mass hysteria. Um, humans like to be in teams, so by tweeting it out, you're getting reactions, and you you're on a team by saying this. Um, you know, and I I was thinking about this the other day as well because there was an argument that I you know within a group that I was in, um, and I just thought to myself, you know, you guys you guys are just listening to different sources of media. That's it. Mm. You both want the same thing. You want everyone to be healthy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but some people want freedom, Mark, and I'm not gonna give it up for any I'm joking, no. <laughs> <laughs> freedom, goddammit. Okay. Um leave me alone. Um well, people do want freedom. Just you, you see those statistics I sent you on about in America, what what cities have or what states yeah. have gained, you know, population population growth and what have lost. And it's all the the left side, you know, the, the yeah. LA and, you know, California are losing people and Florida and Texas are gaining people. It's an interesting one. Sometimes it would be great if we had a little bit more um, autonomy and local authorities in Ireland, so you could choose the type of life you want to have if you want to. But live the thing a- is, like, you can have freedom and autonomy nowadays in the midst of all this. You can. It's a choice. It is a choice, but you'd have to have. A, so I was thinking, like, not to get political on the on the podcast here, but I was thinking, like, if if uh, you know restaurants didn't want to close at eight p.m., which is the is what is needed now. They all get together and say that they're not closing. What happens? Yeah, I'm sure they. That is look. I think everybody everybody suggested that the last on the last round of restrictions, and there's obviously some sort of reason why they're all not doing it, or the because it doesn't make sense otherwise. But uh, it's but uh, anyway. Look, it's it's we're not that kind of podcast that keeps going on about negative things. But we are doing a review 2020. We get more. We're looking on the bright side. If you want to game some numbers, uh, we'll start talking very negatively. Uh, misery <laughs> loves company. Okay, next. What was your yeah. worst decision? My worst decision. Um, are we doing you? We do both of us at the same time. What was your best decision? Um, for me, I thought that moving jobs internally in uh, HubSpot it was the it was the best thing I did during the year. Um, it just uh, for for lots of different reasons, but also Joe and you got to get to a point in your in your job and you're kind of doing the same thing and it's a little bit stale you're not excited to get up every day um i was getting towards that end in the job i was doing for a couple of years um mm. and then so i moved internally doing a kind of a, a more hands-on um kind of acquisition role um where i can, can control a little bit more about what happens um and i i've just just enjoyed that kind of transition i think it was just a good time i needed to kind of a kind of a bit of a giddy up um like I think I'll say it later on in the pod or later on in the kind of questionnaire that we filled out here, but I feel like I left a lot of gas in the tank for twenty twenty one. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that was surprising to hear when I know how well that you've done in one way. Let's say monetarily. Yeah. You know we've look we've both done well this year monetarily, but I feel the amount of effort that I've put in is is a lot more than what you've put in to get yeah. your success. Yeah, and I, <laughs> I think that's that's a great thing, really. You know, and and, and that's only. And I'm not saying you're you you're not working hard, but you did tell me that you, you know there is more. There was more left in the tank, you know. And it was always the same. Like if you were playing a sport, you want to make sure you leave it out out in the field. And I feel like yeah. in 2021, for a few different reasons. One, like there was some family stuff, so I was like off for a month, and there was lots of like, uh, like you know, there was kind of ups and downs throughout the year, kind of outside of work that was distracting, and then. There was also just like uh, it, before I, I I started my new job. There was they were kind of still setting setting it up internally. So there was kind of 
couple of months there that wasn't very productive. But like I said, we're talking about almost 10x what I was doing in the stockbroking game. Mm. So no one can, you know, no one would look at that and say it's a failure. But I mean, well, I, could, I think, I think that's a, I think it's a great thing that you feel like you haven't given a hundred, you didn't give a hundred percent of what you could this year. I think, yeah. I, and you still done well. And I've got a plan written out here for how to do, you know, 150% of what I did today this year. Mm. That's, that's the, that was my kind of like monetary goal. Um, so from a, a worst decision point of view, I would say it's kind of connected to the best decision where I moved jobs. Do you know when you, I, I, I was so, I'm, I've got an action bias, Mark. I want to get going, do you know? So mm. I maybe moved into this role before it was kind of ready and there were still lots of bugs to work out and how's this going to work and that type of thing. So it was a couple of months there, like I said, where I was kind of just kind of treading water. Um, so I would say if I was going to make a move like that again, I would say I'm not going to kind of commit to this until we have a real solid plan in place where I can hit the ground running because that's always mm. what, I, what I want to do. Um, and everything's you know perfect now, but it, it took kind of took you know a couple of months there where I could have really been um, doing a lot better. Um, so Mark Baker, what's the, what was the best? Uh, Sorry, worst. Oh yeah, the worst. The worst decision you you made this year. Uh, it's such a broad question. These are purposely broad, though, I guess. Yeah. Um, I was really trying to think, not that I haven't made that many bad decisions, but they're all kind of little, small decisions, and I try to correct them. So I suppose one, if I'm being honest, is not putting a stop on my on my day, as in I work my working day. I work, I work too much, but I enjoy what I do. So I don't even, you know, you don't even call it, some elements of your work, what I do, you call work. The rest of it is kind of building, shaping, growing, you know, adding all this kind of extra stuff that to me, it might feel like I'm working, but to those around me, kids, wife, it looks like I'm working, you know, and I, the kids will say like, I have this concentrated face that I make and I scrunch my (laughs) eyebrows down and they're like, are you angry? And I was like, no, I'm just, I'm concentrating. I'm just trying to work at something, but I'm not, so that looks like I'm working on the laptop, whereas I might be just doing something that's not a big deal but it's being on the laptop the kids being seeing on the laptop it's you know it's it's half seven they're about yeah. to go to bed uh but i have so many ideas to do it all sorts of things not just darwin hawkins like with the art and with other stuff um you know writing books and stuff like that so there has to be an end to my day or else i will just keep going and going yeah so that that's probably the worst decision. I didn't put a hard stop. I don't have a hard stop my day and I still don't. So I might have to do that for next year. I think that'd be a good idea just to give you some, some you time, some family time built into the day. But like, like it's not like, you know, like when you're working from home, I know that you spend time. Cause I know you guys, you know, you're spending time with the family, you know, all the time as well. So I think yeah. that if we look back at our, our friend, Rory, uh, grass, we had on the podcast a little while ago, he, with the game changer formula, he kind of puts in a kind of a hard stop as well at a certain time. Right. Um, maybe that was yeah. his particular yeah I suppose, he, I suppose he does yeah well a hard stop for sleep you know is like say 10 o'clock or whatever or half 10 it's kind of blurred lines for me when I was reading about like when you can actually stop or why can't you just do an extra like I'd finish let's say you finish at half five six then you know play with the kids kind of drop them to train and all that kind of stuff and then when they go to bed like uh, it's opening the laptop again to yeah. to squeeze a few more hours, and then all of a sudden it's midnight, and you know, yeah, you know. So it's I need to put in some rules for myself. Look, no, and to be honest, nobody's really complaining at me, and Kim knows out what I'm like, and you know, it's fine. It's fine. Like, but I think, yeah, a bit of balance. It's uh, it, it's something that's always going to be a struggle if you got your own business and you're like I said that you like do, doing what you do. Yeah. Doing. Um. Oh, like it's not a big like it's 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 not even really a, a, com- a complaint but i just i think it is a bad thing if you don't have if you don't ever have an end on, on your day especially if you're working from home there was an there was a thing that we used to uh our the setup that we had in pay firma in the software company i worked in in canada where um we all had uh desktops and work it was a great idea yeah i it used was, to have a desktop and then so in, if you have to yeah. you, you kind of stay there until it's done and then you go home and you like there's no even there's, there was no kind of app i mean there was salesforce but on your phone but like it's kind of a back then it was really bad um so like you couldn't really you couldn't really work from home on that yeah that's I mean, well that doesn't exist anymore at it all doesn't really never exist, will no. it's gone 
Yeah. I quite like that because you could say, and I used to, I was going to say I used to work late. I didn't work late ever. Like, because I used to start at, uh, like I'd be on the phones kind of quarter to 7 a.m. in the office and then I was burnt out by four, half four hours yeah. down. Do you know? But um, my point is you could stay to late, as late as you want, but your work was at your work. And I think that was, it was definitely by design. Um, I think people who are listening to this as well, like have a think about these questions yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, them down. Do you know what I'm thinking, man? I, I got to get out there. What do you mean? I got to get out there, Mark Baker. <laughs> I'm, um, I got to get out there, man. I it's It's been almost two years in the box room. I got to go out and press the flesh. Do you know what I mean? I need to meet some people. Um, and do you, some, you deal, everyone you deal with internationally, though, isn't it? Everyone is international as well. So and my territory sure. is going to be more Northern Europe, so Nordics and... Um, and Benelux next year, which is great. Love those markets. Uh, well, I, okay, well, put that in your list of things you want to do is when things open up a little bit more, like this should be, I think yeah. things should be getting a little bit more stable in a few months' time. I think people will be traveling quite yeah. regularly again and say yes to those opportunities. Exactly. I think that mm-hmm. I was kind of celebrating the working from home thing for the first year. I'm like, this is great. I'm living that kind of Tim Ferriss life of kind of being uh, remote, you know? Um, yeah. But now I'm saying, like, if you want to be kind of, you got to get out there and mix it up with people. Um, it's great to have the choice. I think the working from home thing is, has been brilliant for me. Yeah. But to have the choice to get out is is way better than having no choice to get out. Here's, here's an interesting one. Just for out of my own kind of curiosity, say if you hadn't been able to work from home or that wasn't, say COVID never happened, do you think mm. your business would be better or worse? Just out of interest. Um, ooh. Would you have met more people kind of out and about? Would you? Have I think we definitely, I'm, I'm all about efficiency and stuff like that. So I definitely think we're more, way more efficient individually and as businesses and what we do. Okay. Um, we, there was a lot of, a lot of 30 minute traveling to a meeting. Yeah. And you could be doing three meetings a day for, or sorry, you could be four or five meetings face to face a day. Yeah. Um, and that's not including the ones that are coming to you. And then, you know, a phone call, basically when we speak to people, a 20 minute phone call versus probably an hour in face to face is, is the type of difference. So you'd yeah. be squeezing in three phone calls per one meeting um, and still doing your job correctly. And it, it, the long term effect of meeting, you know, a, a, for someone face to face is obviously way stronger than meeting someone over, over the phone, whether that's client, candidate, that kind of thing. Um, but to answer your question, I would probably say that we're doing we doing better the okay. way we are now working from home. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um. So from a from an investment point of view, on uh, or kind of best investment or uh, best like kind of return on, on investment on time. Do you kind of way like was there anything that you put some time or money into that did really well in twenty twenty one? And best investment on time. I read that differently. I mean, you said best investment. I've put down uh, a dryer. <laughs> because okay. we were hanging clothes all over the radiators, what all over the this, house. What, what? That, that dryer should have been there in 2010. What's going on? I don't know. I don't, and because I'm in the house all the time now and the heating's on all the time, I'm roasting one yeah. second and then I'm freezing the next because we're switching it on and off. So... Yeah, I got a I got a new kitchen and a dryer. So it's a game changer. We we used to live in a brand new apartment out there in um in the city center for years, and mm. we uh we were had a clothes horses everywhere in our nice new yeah. apartment, you know. And oh, it's such inventive ways of drying clothes and <laughs> quite satisfying. Is it? Hanging yeah. out and stuff. Yeah, you <laughs> just, just finding places to hanging hang out clothes. Hanging out your delicates is not for me. Um, the we went to Canada for a couple of years. We had a dryer, and I said, "I'm never doing this again." You don't even have to iron anymore. Just put them in the dryer. Yeah, that's the other thing. I'm amazed. Yeah, it's like I can't tell the difference now. What's un, what's clean or what's unclean by the the feel of it, the smell. Now you can tell, but yeah, but it's another story. Uh, so best investment on time. Um, you tell me, and I'll think of one in the, in the meantime. Like for the best investment I made this year was like I we upped my kind of contribution to HubSpot stocks. So like when you're, it comes out of my it's like a savings scheme that they buy stock with. Um, yeah, I think my return is something like sixty percent on that. Yeah, when you're getting nothing at the bank, you know, that's a good investment. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, best return on time. I didn't really fill out anything for that 
for that one. Um, I can jump onto my worst investment. Um, I have two bad bad ones. About in May or June or something, I think it was in June, I started to day trade again. Mm. And I was uh, spread betting on like Forex um, and commodities and stuff like that. And like I was spending my evenings looking at these charts, trying to figure out, you know, executing different kind of strategies and stuff. Um, and it was just, I remember in the first two months I was up, you know, a little bit. And I was just like, Jesus, if I just deliver Chinese food in that those hours I wasted on that. Mm. You know, so the return on investment was almost nothing like. And the stress that I produced wasn't worth it at all, you know. Um, yeah. I wasn't doing it with big numbers, but like probably bigger than people would think. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what did so what did you learn from it? So I learned set it and forget it. Set it and forget it. That's so yeah. the kind of theme, and we'll get to that in our next uh, <laughs> in our next uh, uh, podcast. But the theme of this year for me was uh, getting your money right. Do you remember that? Mm. We were, at the end of last year, we were having a lot of uh, kind of financial advisors on people who did podcasts on personal finance, that type of thing. Um, and I've put basically everything I've learned on the podcast, I've put into practice. You know? Yeah. Um, which is great because that's what we're here to do, to kind of absorb what's what we're talking about. Um, mm. So now I've got like a rock, rock solid base, you know, and decisions, everything's automated. It's really, really well set up. Um, you don't feel it's a great thing when you get, I got one set up to an extent as well uh, with different different immediate goals but the feeling of you don't feel as uh, as guilty with anything else that you do then because you have all the basics sorted you know financially exactly. yeah it's just anything else left over yeah. is for spending basically um, yeah. so that was my worst investment did you kind of waste any time on anything Mark did you waste any money on anything um I'm sorry for the dead air here. I'm, I'm, you know me. I'm pretty good with my productivity. You know what? I think with the artwork, sometimes I think I might have spent. I'm, I'm not sure if I'm getting my bang for my book with the artwork, but it's not really about that. I have to remember. I'm not doing it to make money. Like it's not everybody spending you know two three grand on paintings all the time. But sometimes I will do a painting and I'll. I'll put a lot of time and effort into it and it won't sell. And look, it could sell tomorrow. It could sell in a month's time, in a year's time. But sometimes I feel if I just put that effort into something else, it would make more money. But I, it's probably not the reason that I'm doing it. Look, I do make money from selling paintings and prints and stuff. But yeah, I've kind of, and I've even toyed with kind of not doing any art ne next year. Wow. And, and doing something move. else. You know, I feel like I've, I feel like I've mastered it. You know, I've put more than 10,000 hours into it. I've mastered it. Um, you know, I've built a a very decent sized recruitment business in three years, um, which is doing really well. I've been doing art for how many years? God knows, you know, 20 yeah. years. And where have I got with that? Now, I've got loads and I've met loads of interesting people. And but Do you know what I'm, you know yeah, what I'm saying? I know what you mean. Am I being too... Do it because you love it, but but put that yeah. in the I'm doing it because I love it column and not the yes. ROI column. Yeah, yeah. I think one thing was which was a good investment on time is was doing my best man book. So if, so I did that. I wrote I wrote that uh, book basically this time last year. Oh, that, that these weird in between days, and I'm doing it again with a a recruitment journal. So basically you know, setting your goals for the year, how to structure your day, and it's all set out for you. I'm nice. doing it for myself and for the team. They don't even know I'm doing it, but I'm, but, you know, scratching your own itch. And I do think it will sell, you know, globally. Cool. Um, so it's kind of like a, instead of a diary, instead of your 2020 diary, 2022 diary. Um, I think the effort that I put into that book over those days, and I, you know, if I sell, sell maybe like one a day book, like, and I haven't put any on, I have a bit of a strategy for next year with the book, but it just sells passively and it's, that was worth it. And it's like, it's going to sell hopefully forever. So uh, writing a book was a good idea. I advise anyone to to write a book on Amazon KDP. Um, it's called, anyone can do it. And anything that you are an expert in or, or feel like you know more than a lot of people in, write it down, 
yeah. you can get someone to help you structure the book and just upload it and it costs cost you nothing but your time and it'll sell you know passively it kind of hopefully it goes to the because one of the things that we had written down here is what was the best book that you read and one of the best books i've read was uh key person of influence by luke is now stretching to look at his bookshelf daniel Priestley, and um uh, it was a book that was suggested by our good friend of the podcast, Gavin J. Gallagher. Uh, shout out, Gavin. Um, and it's basically, it's a, it, it, this guy runs courses on how to be the kind of number one in your industry and how almost nobody is standing out at all. And all you have to do is be the, the person who is the, you know, people say thought leader, but he's actually putting some strategy around it. He's saying, you write your book, publish your book, make sure that you you know get on some sort of list so you say you're the best seller on amazon in some any category you're an amazon bestseller you know mm-hmm. um uh, make sure that you're speaking at all these events and stuff you're the guy to go to um and then also have something to sell that's kind of the end of it like you know it's yeah having yeah. that that product to back up you know being a, a key person of influence i think it's it's so because it's so it's not easy right it's straightforward to do it doesn't cost you anything but your time um to to do the book you learn a ton from the area you know yeah. that you're writing about um and I, I i think it's it's much better than you know doing 52 social media posts a year thinking that you're our blogs and stuff like that thinking that you're a, a key person of influence or a thought leader yeah those that, that stuff comes and goes yeah. your book and it's ebook or paper paperback it's always there like it's yeah. i just think it's way more impactful than a than an amazing blog think about it say if rory that was on our podcast there a couple of weeks ago say if he just wrote a blog we've probably never talked yeah. to him no Jack and I? so there's something about a book they're still in my opinion and you can do audio but you can turn it into an audio book as well actually um but books are still as important as they ever have been <laughs> you can quote me on that profound yeah books are important uh mark baker okay best purchase mark what did you what did you put put some money into that you're like this is good uh it could be a gilet a gilet so like a vest uh like a like a sleeveless coat i got the i got a sleeveless coat recently and i'm loving it my arms are nice and free and uh yeah my arms are probably my best assets so i get to have them exposed um and stay warm at the same time what's your uh, what's the brand um do you know what i've and i was la- like I'm, the lads are always slagging me in work because everybody had one except for me and they were surprised that i hadn't kind of followed trend and i could i just couldn't find them any there was a there was a tommy hilfiger one i kept seeing but then i kept seeing everybody wear it, and especially you know in the likes of blanche and liffey valley yeah and uh they're not afraid to spend money out there um it was like 180 quid or something like that. And I was just thinking, it wasn't it wasn't great and everybody yeah. had it. So I was waiting and waiting to find one that I liked. And now, now that I got one, I just got a real handy one in Jack and Jones, like a just yeah. 40 quid because I couldn't find it in the expensive shop that I was looking in. And it's perfect. And But then now I keep seeing loads of nice ones. But you, in my opinion, you only need one gilet. Okay, one gilet for Mark Baker. Um, I wear it every day. Okay, right. we're, you know... <laughs> We, we hear you. Message sent and received on the Gilet. Okay. Uh, we're going to put a link to the Gilet um, uh, affiliate link in the uh, in the show notes. Uh, best purchase for me. I actually haven't. It, it's something not something that I purchased, but it's something my wife got me for Christmas. Uh, it's a Ferrari track day out in Mandela Park. I can't wait yeah. for this. I think it's a great idea. It's you know? something real. That's real different. Yeah, and it's like I love these experience stuff because I don't really like things as much. Like I, I don't, you know, I'm, you know, I, I don't really buy anything. You know, yeah. I, buy, you know, I go to a nice restaurant or uh, travel or you know, hotels. I spend money on that type of stuff, but I'm not <clears> like, oh yeah, I need yeah, X, Y, and Z. But this, I think you're at the stage in in your life that you kind of have everything that you want, which is great. Like most things, you have in fairness, and you're still quite young, so you're at the stage where you're buying experiences now exactly like that's mm. and this is going to be interesting as well because you know i might if i wanted a ferrari you know loads of people put that in the kind of like their vision that they're rolling mm. a ferrari and stuff at least i'll know what that feels like and I'll be like is this something that you'd want to dedicate resources to um, yeah to drive around irish roads <laughs> you know um yeah. it, it's 
it's, it's going to be fun. I think it's, you know, you think you get eight laps or something. Uh, so, and you got a guy sitting beside you, like, obviously. <laughs> Not gonna I thought you were going to get Katie to drive you around. No, Katie's too afraid to get in, even though she'll <laughs> jump out of planes. Who knows? Um, but I'm really looking forward to that. So I think that was the best purchase. So I think if anyone's out there and they're looking to spend some money, I think buy things that either you can do with other people or kind of experiences or like that type of stuff. Worst purchase, Mark. What are you thinking? 2021, what's the worst purchase? Do you know what? I, I couldn't think of anything. Like, what are some examples of of worst purchases that you've you've made or that you think some people would make? I've got one down here. And you're not going to like it. We might even have to edit it out because he's a friend of yours. Right? Don't then. <laughs> no, I've got a bone to pick. Uh, so this, uh, what was your best idea? Did you have any ideas that really kind of, of 2021 where you're like that was a great idea hmm and it doesn't have to be like business related could be anything I it sounds like simple but I think the most the best ideas that I actually just followed through with and did them and maybe I thought maybe we won't was all our holidays yeah I thought I never ever regretted anything and look we didn't go globetrotting because of the way things were but like that is a regret, actually, that I didn't actually go further further afield. But, like, we went to Curraclough in Wexford for a week. We, whatever way I did it this year, we got the weather every single time. Nice. So it felt like I was in Spain for a week. Um, now, the accommodation was a lot to be desired. Uh, it felt like <laughs> I should be watching Ireland in Italia 90. Really? Uh, I felt like I was in 1990. It was, everything was from 1990. Um and then we went to Kerry, went to Killarney. We stayed in a like a what you call it, a mobile home, which we'd never done before, and I thought it was brilliant. Uh, they really liked that. Again, we got the weather again. Where else did we go? Belfast. Never been to Belfast before. Really, the kids couldn't get over that. They were expecting <laughs> they're expecting it to be like an old town again. They're like, oh my god, this is like a, an actual city. Yeah. Um, you never told me about this. Uh, so that was great as well. Uh. Yeah, so the holidays. I just I don't think I've ever regretted any holiday. But you know when you're when you're him and Han before every holiday, will I do it? Will we go here? And then after it you're like, Absolutely, it was a great idea. Yeah. I think that was my best idea as well this year to go to go to Portugal and go to like stay in the four seasons and like have a nice time. And you yeah. know, when you've got a baby, people are like, Ah, oh, everyone everyone says it to you. Oh my god, you're gonna go on to a sun holiday with a baby. I'm like, mm. he had a great time. He had a little tent beside the uh, beside the, the pool. We had fun, Jim. And, um, and you think, as well, like people can go on holidays, but it's sometimes that you'll go and actually spend the extra bit and get somewhere really nice. You didn't regret doing that either. Like, no, exactly. Mm. So, like, we. But it wasn't that expensive, but like it was quite nice, though. Exactly. And you could get, um, we just got a good deal as well. But I think we've done a lot of backpacking and we've done the kind of, we've slummed it quite a lot. Um, if anyone wants to look up where we stayed in Medellin, uh, Colombia, it's called Hotel Dos Conquistadores to give you an idea of the type of level that Sounds we were Sounds exciting. Um, yeah, it was exciting for sure. Um, but not really a family-oriented uh, hotel in the end. But anyway. Um, but I think it's is- important for, for, for people to think about like when they do go on a holiday because like was it worth doing? And usually it always is. So if you ever want to, you know, if you want to go on four holidays this year, do it. Definitely. You know. Mark, what's the best book and the worst book you read? 2021. Best Look, we've read quite a few good books. Um and we've reviewed a few. But the Richard Koch stuff, was that this year, yeah? No, it was last year. Oh, it was 2020. Okay. Um no, that's not it was the game changer formula. Yeah. By Rory Prendergast who we had on the pod. That was the most impactful book that I read. Like that I look like some books are amazing. Yeah, <laughs> like the Lord of the Ring books, all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. But like, doesn't mean like they're the best book for you. Yeah. So for me, the most impactful book and best book I read this year was was the Game Changer Formula because it was practical and that's just the way. I am. What about you? Uh, for me, I liked. I really liked Principles. I didn't think I would. Um, Principles by I'm blanking on people's names. They uh, Ray Dalio was it? Ray Dalio, yeah. We yeah. did a, a podcast on it. Um, I just thought it was way better than I thought. It was way more broad. It wasn't so esoteric, you know about markets and stuff it was very very enjoyable um, yeah 
and it was kind of a nice feeling book you know it comes in the hardback with the little sash to let you know kind of what page mark you on and everything um i have keynote a key person of influence here as well i think it's really good as well um i haven't read that actually i must uh, that's it. i must send it to you um i'll, I'll download it as an audiobook the da, da, da. and then the worst bus, book i got and this might be because i got an audiobook remember we talked about this before where there could be some that are better at audiobooks than other or you know better suited to audiobooks yeah um, oh yeah definitely. but i got uh boundless um boundless by the guy who's always on joe rogan talking about kind of life or um uh human hacking um his yeah, name that's... is i've got it here boundless 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 uh ben greenfield Okay, I don't think I've ever heard. Have you not? Oh, I've, I've heard of the book, but I can't think of what's in it. So it, basically, it's a it's a book on human optimization, right? Yeah, it's super super long, and it's one of those books that keeps on. You'd want to read passages over again to kind of understand them. It's like a lot of it's quite technical. Like the first, um, first kind of chapter of the book or section of the book is all about kind of making sure you get the most out of your brain. You know, like brain kind of optimization. Yeah. And he just keeps like so much science jargon that it's like, yeah, and so much C figure 6.6 in the, oh, the accompanying okay. PDF. I'm like, I'm walking around, I don't have that, you know. It's more of a college course than a book, yeah. And it's 38 hours long, so I didn't read all of it, Christ. <laughs> so, uh, but I think that what he does, the difference between what he does and what Tim Ferriss does in the four hour body is that he's it, it's not, it's not prescriptive what he does. As in, I'm not going to go out and make like this guy's making his own, uh, you know, his own supplements at home, mixing mm. ca- uh, chemicals. No one's going to do that. Do you know? So it's, mm. I think it's a, it's not, there's some nuggets in there that are, are great for sure. Do you know? But uh, probably better off listening to him on a podcast as opposed to reading the percent. Like mm. he kind of gives it all there. Um, okay, so just to kind of wrap up on some of this stuff here. Um, in 2021, what was the best advice that you got? Which is one of my favorite questions of the podcast. Best advice. Sorry, say that again to me. What was the best advice you got in 2021? Can be about anything. Could be someone on the podcast said something that kind of resonated with you. Um, could be something that you read. You don't have to. It doesn't have to be in person. But what was the best? Um. <laughs> sorry, the dead. It's, I didn't have anything written down for this is a lot of look i get good advice all the time um i did like you know the uh, grant cardone's 10x book <laughs> like one of the things that he says is never lower your targets always increase your actions yeah i like it i think that's great advice because it's so tempting to lower your your targets when you're even when you're writing them before you've even put them down never mind when you're midway through it's, so, yeah, so I, I, I thought that was pretty. That's pretty good advice for anyone. I think it's really good advice as well. I think that we'll mm-hmm. do a a podcast on the ten x rule. The you get people going to read ten x is so extreme. Though. Yeah, Mark, you're not thinking big enough. That's your problem. Ten <laughs> x. Okay. Um, best advice I got was from a really successful person who had sold businesses in the past, kind of multi multi millionaire. Um, and he said to me, uh, "Here, <laughs> never accept a sideways move and work." Mm. Never ever. It looks bad on your on your resume. It look it basically they're telling you that your progress is over. So you're in a company. They say, uh, "Mark, you know, you go for a sales director's role," and then they say, "No, uh, but here's you can manage this kind of this project, and it's going to be similar money. You know, it's just not going to be that job." He's. They said, "Never accept that because it should be either up or out. There's no." There's no time. You don't have time to hang around and be sidelined. That's what you've been. Mm. That's what's what's happened if you've accepted a sideways move, and that happens to a lot of people's careers. Do you know? And so I thought it was mm. good advice from someone who knows who's wearing the Rolex. Yeah. Do you know? Like he said, he only. But that's who you should be taking advice from, though. In fairness, <clears throat> do you know what I mean? People who you're not going to take. But people do tend to tend to take even financial advice from their parents, and even if their parents haven't done particularly well with money yeah this is one of the things that they say about like uh, mentors and stuff they can only take you as far as they've gone yeah i think grant cardone said that as well <laughs> i don't know okay he says so much he's bound to be right some of the time okay best um, habit worst worst habit mark we're wrapping this up okay okay 
Uh, Put on a bow on this 2021. It's been a great year. Best habit, I would say probably two. Um, one would be getting up earlier than I had been getting up in the morning. Nice. So I get up at six o'clock now. Um, I used to get up. I used to get up at six o'clock, go to the bus stop, get the bus at half six, get into town for quarter past seven, go to the gym to quarter past eight, walk up, start work at half eight, get breakfast, start. Sorry, get breakfast then, start work at nine o'clock. Okay. Yeah. But now I get up because I work from home. I get up at six. I I do I do my kind of plan that we've spoke about before. The, the visualization stuff and the affirmation stuff and using headspace and doing a bit of exercise uh, and then getting going. And this is all before half eight, you know, Amazing. before eight o'clock even. So getting up early um, was the best habit. Um, also outsourcing stuff uh, in work in <coughs> Darwin Hawkins, outsourcing uh, anything that wasn't utilizing my value my best kind of value add. So looking at, I analyze everything that I do and I looked at where I add the most value and it wasn't, it was probably, I was probably doing 30% of my tasks were where I add most value and the rest I, I could get someone else to do. So that's what I did. We, we hired uh, two people to, to do what I was doing. Um, and that that's worked. Um, that's kind of delegation to kind of figure out where you're spending your time is really, really important. And people, like, I always think I have more time than everybody. I don't believe people. No, I believe you that you're busy, Mark. Because um, <laughs> I see it in real life. But um, <laughs> I talk to people in work and they're like, oh, yeah, I just don't have time for this. Or I'm really busy. There's loads on. I'm like, I do the same kind of jobs you guys. I've got loads of time. I just think people think that things are going to take longer or they want to seem busy. I've I've been I've been really kind of... I, I think about this all the time when I'm working. I'm like, busy? What are you, what are you doing? That I've, I, I have a a job that should be busier than yours or X, Y, and Z, but just looking busy is important to some people or feeling busy. But for me, I always have way more time than I think other people do uh, yeah. the way I perceive it. But what I, one of my best habits I did this year is I bought a, um, a, like a, a project management tool called ClickUp. Um, it's kind of like a Santa. Um, you build projects in it with all the tasks, all the timelines, all the milestones that you need to hit over a month. Um, mm. And I also downloaded an, a free app called Clockify. Clockify, it it's it's such for a free app. Careful. It, it integrates with everything, right? Um, it integrates with your CRM, anything that you're doing, all your Gmail stuff. Like there's a little Clockify symbol and everything, so you can really say. I'm not saying do this every time you do anything at work, but do it for a week. Hit the Clockify thing and see what tasks that you're spending time on at the end of the week you have a graph you can see whatever areas you're spending the time in and, it and how be, does that how would that integrate with you know my crm system that i have personally so if you download it's a so there's a a, a chrome extension so you in, install the chrome extension and you can depending on the crm that you have if it's one of the mm. big ones it will have an integration right uh i, I don't know exactly the one you, that you use um yeah but if, if it's kind of like bullhorn or anything like that, I will have that, right? Um, cool. But you don't even need that because most of the time when you're working, even if you're in the CRM, obviously you're on your uh, on Chrome and you just hit the Chrome button and it pop, there's yeah. a pop down. It says, you know, time. It's basically setting up a timesheet for what you're yeah. doing. Um, so it's built for consultants, projects, managers, that type of thing. Um, but How I, does it tell when you're on the phone? You you say phone calls, phone, phone call time. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, that everything so i think i'm sure they've thought of everything that i'm thinking of so i'm gonna give it a go because you know me i like to optimize yeah. where i can so i would do that and if you're actually working on a project it, it does help you so i was doing a, a podcast and work um called the dub spot partner podcast and i got 20 episodes out in a in a month and uh everyone's like i can't believe you could do that much in a month you know but it's mm. because i set up a project where um i had you know a flow of all of the people I was going to interview, all the times I'm going to edit, and you're, you you know, you get an email reminder that this is the stuff you're going to do today at the different times. You can set up all these automations, so everything's structured. I don't have yeah. a choice; I have to do that. You know? Yeah. And um, that you know, I found that a, a great habit rather than just 
what will I do today? Uh, yeah, mm. I get back. I'll, I'll have an email fight with uh, with operations yeah. here. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I would imagine a lot of my time is spent on email. Yeah, well, yeah. This, the, the thing. So you can actually time that. Say, I, I have a, a a thing that say. Okay, I do, um, I do legal. I want to spend you know whatever three hours a week working on on legal uh, stuff for work, right? So at the end of the week, I said, did I hit that goal? I just check my my clock, yeah. my uh, my timesheets, and you can do that too. So maybe there's you want to spend four or five hours a week doing quote unquote creative for mm. Darwin Hawkins. I don't know something like that, you know. And yeah. right now you're probably saying, yeah, I, I kind of got around to that. Now you have things that I hit the clock, and then when someone comes in, stop the clock, hit it again, and then it's actually showing you the time. Um, I don't do it all the time, but there I go in and out of it. Say if I feel like I'm getting a little bit uh, not focused, I go okay. Mm. Well, today is going to have to be a real clockify day. I'm going to be focused mm. for this, um, and then also you'll see how much time you have, because I think like I've done a huge amount of work today, and it's like four hours and twenty minutes. Interesting, <laughs> you know. So it's, it kind of gives you that uh, that thing. So I think that's a good habit. Might get one set up for everyone that works in Darwin Hawkins, and people love that, Mark. <laughs> 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 you I'm have joking. to count to ev- for every minute of your time. Um, if it's in a <laughs> consulting business, that's what they, they have to do that. Yeah, duh. no way. I'd never do that. Um, okay, cool. So let's wrap it up there. 2021 was a great year in a lot of ways. Um, I mean, although Baby Shea was born in 2020, but it was just at the end. So me becoming mm-hmm. a, a father kind of in the in the year, having a baby, taking a baby on holiday, having a great time, making lots of money. What more do you want? Yeah, I think yeah, I think it was a really good year. Um, I think I've I've hit a lot of the milestones we we set, and I think it's important to think of what you set out last year because people are terrible for setting new year, new me, and yeah. goals and stuff. But I actually this year I actually tracked them and I and I hit them um, and and did even better on some of them. So and I think that was down to that was down to monitoring them. And I think the game changer formula, I think for me towards the end of the year, kind of summer onwards, uh, definitely helped me kind of monitor, especially when it comes to money stuff and and business stuff. I hope everybody out there listening had a great year as well. Um, If you, if it wasn't your best year ever, guess what? You got a whole new set of downs uh, coming up uh, next week. So whatever you're, whatever you're thinking of, um, for 2022 i think it's going to be a boom year i think this is when the booming 20s come back i think that the whole pandemic's on on its way out i believe that this is going to be uh i mean the second that this all goes away mark it's going to be boom time people are going to be out there enjoying themselves spending the you know there's going to be so many opportunities for you me everybody that uh, has an optimistic point of view um, yeah so remember that quote yeah well, what was it well, again <laughs> Mark, you had, it was your quote, man. What, what you, what? It's it's pessimists sound smart, but optimists make money. I'd prefer to make money. And on that bombshell, let's leave it there for this year. <laughs> <laughs>